Hello and welcome. Thank you for reserving this hour with me. I am your host, Coach Debbie, and this is Story You Talk Radio. I'm watching my engineer dance over here in the corner. This is awesome. I knew I picked a good jingle, Eric. <laughs> got you going. It's catchy. <laughs> <laughs> I hope everyone else thinks so, too. I'm going to invite you all to call in today and get some coaching. Nobody yet has replied to my newsletter and sent me a note that they want coaching for today. So truthfully, I'm feeling a little anxious. I mean, this this show relies on you communicating with me and saying that you got something on your mind and you want to work it out on the airwaves. You can be anonymous if you need to, but typically it's just your first name or your age or your city and your question, and we go for it. You can also call in. We are local, Seattle, Washington, and the phone is 425-373-5527. Or anywhere else, give us a toll-free call at one 888 Two nine eight five five six nine or KKNW. All right, I would love to hear from you today. This is Story You Talk Radio, where I am here to help you discover your voice and tell your story. And it doesn't really matter if you are someone who is writing or speaking or coaching or training or being a wonderful mom, or getting back into the workforce, or whatever it is you like to do. I am here to help you get to the bottom of your story, understand yourself better, and be more expressive and aligned with your life mission. So today, I was just thinking about the idea of an upgrade. You know, I was thinking about getting an airline ticket and going and visiting my mom in L.A. and I was looking at the prices. And there was this one day that if if I was willing to fly kind of late, late, late at night and arrive uh, kind of in the middle of the night, <laughs> and I don't know what I'd do to kill time until she could come and meet me at the airport, but basically I could get just a screaming deal on a ticket. And then I thought, mm, I want an upgrade, you know? I don't think I want to be on a plane at 2 a.m. I don't think I want to be killing time in an airport at 4 a.m. I want an upgrade. And I bet you relate to this idea of, yeah, that sounds good, but I think I want things to be better, right? And we experience this in our work life, our play life, our home life, our romantic life, our writing life, our life. We experience this. We just want things to be a little more on our terms or a little more solid or a little more fun, maybe even a little more rewarding. Whatever it is that you want to upgrade you just might consider the idea of joining a mastermind group. Is this something new to you, the idea of a mastermind group? 
I used to offer mastermind groups in, I was trying to remember, 2013, 14, 15? Uh, And then for some reason I stopped, and I really don't know why. But two ladies, I need to thank them now, Pam and Janice, got in touch with me and said, when's your next mastermind? When's your next mastermind? I go to your website. I don't see it posted. When is it? And I didn't want to say I don't do them anymore, even though that was kind of the honest answer. I haven't done one in a long time. But I I thought, you know, they're really excited about it. And I loved them. And I don't remember why they stopped. I'm going to go back and do some. I also want to thank Todd Allen for giving me the, mm, the encouragement to try it out for the first time. I had said, I want to do something really global. I don't have to just be focused on my Seattle audience. And he said, online mastermind group. And he put a book in my hand. You may be familiar with this book. And it is Napoleon Hill's book, uh, Think and Grow Rich. And I believe it's chapter 7 is all about facilitating masterminds. I can't say I followed it rigorously, but I can tell you I got a lot of ideas from there and sort of developed my own system. But before going back to teaching one, I wanted to take one. So I've been in Robert Holden's mastermind group for the last five months with a wonderful group of people. And we spanned as far west as Seattle and L.A., and as far east as Cairo, Egypt. So we're, we're, you know, all over the planet here. And it's just a group of 16 of us getting together, committed to an upgrade, a serious upgrade. So I just felt really inspired taking this, and I thought, you know, Pam and Janice... They, they offered me an opportunity to step back into something that just felt really good. So I'm going to offer a few masterminds before the year's end, but I'm going to give you a sneak preview into what that looks like. And we're just, we're just going to kind of go over some of the tips and tricks about it, some of the commitment around it, and hopefully... By the end of this call, at least you will be interested in the idea of how you might upgrade your life. But my real hope is that you'll go even further and you'll consider the mastermind I have on offer for the fall 2019. So more news coming up around that. If you're thinking you'd like to get some coaching today, please consider calling in. Kathy from Kirkland was our first gutsy gal last week who called in, got some advice. Kathy, I sent you out a text so that you'd know we are sending a journal your way and 50% off of any of my workshops this summer. For anyone else who'd like to call in, Kathy, if you'd like to call back, The number is 425-373-5527, or 
1-888-298-KKNW, which is also 5569. Okay, so I got through that. You can also text me, and that's through Facebook Messenger. You can text me either through Coach Debbie, and that's D-E-B-B-Y, or through my main page, Debbie Handrich, and it's spelled just like it sounds, H-A-N-D-R-I-C-H. Either place you write to me, I will get it. I want to say hi to people that are listening in right now. Hello, Annette. Hello, Antonio. Hello, Sue and Kim. Hello, Jessica and Bob. Hello, Katerin. Sorry, Katerina. Hello, Tony. And hello, Kayla. Anyone else you'd like me to give a shout-out to? You just need to send me a little note and say, I'm listening. So let's talk a little bit about what is a mastermind. Let's pick on the engineer for a second and find out if he has ever gone to a mastermind. Eric, have you ever done a mastermind? I have not. Are you familiar with them? I, you know, I've I've definitely heard of it. I Mm -hmm. (laughs) have not participated. I thought for a second you were going to accuse me of being a mastermind, which I would have said no, no, no. Oh, well, you know. I was I got an inquiry recently from someone who said, "Is that like when you sit around with a group of people and you all have aluminum helmets on your head and and you you kind of go for new inventions?" And I thought, "Wow. Where does it say that? Must say that somewhere." But <laughs> nope. That's not a mastermind. Or it, maybe it was long long ago. Maybe Nikola Tesla started those sorts of masterminds. But my masterminds are really this idea of bringing up some sort of inquiry, some sort of question that will move you to take action and bring an upgrade to your life. Yeah. But it's focused and it requires commitment. And it usually, at least in my experience, requires a committee of people or a nice community of people that just keep you accountable. Yeah. Sounds good. It sounds like uh, for folks that have a tough time getting motivated on their own or taking that first step on their own, uh, being in a group setting like that with other folks kind of pushing you along in the gentlest ways, no doubt, uh, could be very beneficial. Hugely beneficial. And you bring up something really, really important here, Eric, which is some of us have a hard time moving along without help. Mm-hmm. You're looking at someone like that. Yeah, right here. <laughs> yeah. You are also looking at someone <laughs> like that. Yes, yes. And, you know, that's not a bad thing. It's just a style. That's what I like to call it. It's just a style. So 
I invite any of you or all of you to consider this idea that when you get together in community, sometimes, oftentimes, much more has the opportunity to take hold and really get programmed in your life than if you were just out there on your own trying to figure it out. And if you're like me, out there on your own scrambling to figure it out, I just, I work so much better in collaboration. I love to see people's faces around a table, and and I love to put an idea forward and hear the different perspectives. Always, there are perspectives that never would have dawned on me, and sometimes perspectives that are just what I needed to hear. But like I said, if it hadn't been for someone else, never would have thought to take a step in that direction. Uh, Just as an example, um, again, Todd Allen, the lovely gentleman that I used to do Life Mastery Radio with, it was he that sat across from me on a first date in 2011 and said, you would be a great entrepreneur. You would be a great life coach. I thought, well, that's a bold statement to make when you've known me for, you know, 27 minutes or however long it had been. But I I liked the sound of it, you know, entrepreneur, nice French word, you know, life coach, that that sounded that sounded very interesting. It also scared me. And and at the time I just thought, well, I'm I'm very very rooted in my job at the college as a as a teacher and I'm happy enough there and it gives me lots of opportunities and he said no really and he got into some ideas and encouraged me to meet his life coach and Later, as we continued to date, encouraged me to go to Hawaii and study with his life coach, Alan Cohen, one of a few of his life coaches. And I took the program, and I got hooked. And I won't say that the program was a mastermind, but it set the stage for a mastermind. We were this small, intimate group of 16 people, And we met online, and we met in Hawaii face-to-face. And we had particular goals that we wanted to meet within that period of time that we were studying together. And we had an amazing life coach, Alan Cohen, leading us through it. But it was this sense of true up-leveling, of really reaching into spiritual principles that would give us guidance but also reflecting back to people in our group about what our inquiry question was, where we might take action, and what I truly think is the bridge of it all between inquiry and action is finding the willingness, or as some like to say, the the commitment, but that willing surrendering flavor of, I know I probably won't be able to do 
all that I'm dreaming up by myself, but I'm willing to take the first step and exercise what Robert Holden calls some basic trust that this is going to work out. So if this sounds interesting to you, again, I invite you to write in or to give us a call here at KKNW. We're going to take our first break, but we will be right back. We believe that every baby deserves the best possible start. Unfortunately, not all babies get one. March of Dimes is changing that. By participating in March for Babies, you're joining a community that can solve even the toughest problems because together we fight for the health of all moms and babies. And that makes the future brighter for us all. Sign up today at marchforbabies.org. I spend a lot of time in the garage, but even more time in the rain, sleet, and mud. In 95, I helped tow your moving trailer. In 05, I helped you get out of a ditch. Yeah, I know I'm a bit rusty, and sadly in 09, it was sparks from me, your handy chains dragging behind your truck that accidentally started a wildfire. Sparks from dragging chains can start a wildfire. Spark a change, not a wildfire. Visit SmokeyBear.com. Brought to you by the U.S. Forest Service, your state forester, and the Ad Council. Only you can prevent wildfires. Hi, I'm Dr. Shelley Flace with today's tip for kids from the American Academy of Pediatrics. Parents make all kinds of choices about their child's health. One important way you can protect your child's health is with vaccines. Viruses and bacteria are unpredictable, and even healthy children can develop severe complications. I'm all done. By vaccinating, you can feel good that you're doing everything you can to protect your child from harmful diseases. If you have questions about your child's vaccines, talk with your pediatrician and visit HealthyChildren.org. Talk radio with a purpose. Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. This is Story You Talk Radio, and I am your host, Coach Debbie. I'm here in Seattle, KKNW, 1150 AM. And if you are catching the replay, I would love to ask that you might subscribe. We are available on Apple Podcasts, iTunes, Podcast One, which is all one word, Podcast One, and probably other cool and neat places. Would love for you to subscribe. And if you let me know you did, I'll send you a present. Okay? All right. We're talking about masterminds today. I had the opportunity in 2013, 14, and 15 to facilitate masterminds. And I did this online, so I was able to meet people all over the world. And I loved it. I had so much fun doing this. I started with Napoleon Hill's model and 
I really just went way out of limit and created my own model. So I want to share some of this with you because I have my own coming up again in the fall. You can always take a look at my programs at my website. It's under services, and the website is www.coachdebbie.com. In my mastermind groups, we look at inquiry, some question you got going on, and we get ready to take action, but we know we can't do it unless we really commit to being willing. So I want to help you frame what I mean by inquiry. If you're thinking about taking a mastermind, this will really get you ready, whether it's mine or someone else's. Inquiry is when you ask yourself some sort of question and you do it more than once. You allow that question to really take you deeper and deeper. Here is a great question to ask. What is missing in my life that I really want to feel right now? What is missing in my life that I really want to feel right now? So this is setting up inquiry. Instead of saying, I must do this and this and this and this and this and being very task-oriented, you're actually inquiring with yourself. You're, you're kind of engaging your higher intellect to correspond with how you're feeling, and you're asking, what is missing in my life right now, and how might I really like to feel? Okay, that's just one place to start. If you've got a journal, you might take up with it maybe on a daily basis for three days in a row and just see. How do you write differently about the answer to that question over three days? You might be the sort of person who's really, really busy and you've got one minute to write. That's fine too. That's always fine. But the deeper you go, the more you're going to get to know about you. Here's another kind of question, another inquiry. You might ask yourself, what is one area of my life where I want change? Or maybe you would say, what is one area of my life that I want to upgrade? And when you ask yourself this don't worry about the idea that your inner critic could come rushing in and go, oh, I'm not even going to talk about this. I have already done everything I can. Uh, 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 that's not the question. The question is not, have you done everything you can? The question is, what is one area of your life that you might be wanting some change or an upgrade? Yeah. So you kind of release the idea that maybe you've tried 100 ways or 120 or 5,090 or whatever the number is, and you go for just what's that area in my life that I want change? It should be kind of a short word like work or love or home or vacations, something. 
It's an area. It's an area of your life that's either getting loads of your attention, usually, or sometimes none of your attention. A place a lot of people want upgrades or change is their vacationing life because it's not happening. Because they can't remember the last time they went on vacation. So they're wanting an upgrade. Me too. I want an upgrade. I want to go see my mama in L.A. It's been a while. I want an upgrade. I'm working on a plan. I want to get down there and see her. In fact, I thought, since I'm doing this, since I'm working on how I might upgrade my travel time and get to see my mom, I thought, maybe we should meet in Santa Barbara or somewhere cool like that. See, when you get thinking about changes and upgrades, you even take that notion to upgrade it a little more. And more and more and more becomes possible. Maybe not all of it, but more. Now, I want to remind you that in my mastermind classes, I really feel like the bridge, that thing that is going to lead you from your question of inquiry into taking action is your willingness. And where do you find willingness? Well, I'll tell you where you don't find it. You do not find it by going to your willpower. And I know that sounds so counterintuitive. But let's say, since I don't have anyone writing in yet, let's say what you really wanted to change was uh, maybe you have a habit and you'd really like to see change in it. Maybe nobody knows that you're a closet smoker, but you are. And you've taken it to your closet because it's just not as in as it used to be, you know? We don't see smoking in the movies as a in thing anymore. Or I can't even remember the last time I saw smoking on a commercial. You know, we've learned a lot more about our health and smoking, and it's, it's not as popular. And in fact... You could, be, you could be ridiculed a good bit if your dear, near friends and family caught you smoking. So it might be an area where you'd like to make an upgrade or a big change. Maybe you've thought, I'd really like to release this habit. And I'd really like to take the action that would allow me to do so. But it seems like every time you try to bridge the two, The question, what could I change? I could change my habit, my relationship with smoking. And the action, what will I do so it can actually happen? You find yourself in a place where you have to exercise willpower. And what I want to suggest is that there's something even better than willpower And it's not all that intuitive, but it's what we call surrendering. And it's surrendering to the idea that your best efforts, and now I am quoting 12-step, your best efforts gotcha in the habit you got. So think about this. Go back to the beginning when those early cigarettes were picked up. 
you might not have known then that you were trying to do more than be cool. When I picked up cigarette smoking at the age of 15, I was definitely trying to be cool. Definitely. That was my M.O., right? I had this shocking white hair because I'm albino. I have these eyes that shake back and forth because I have bad eyesight. I have the palest, fairest skin you've ever seen because I can't tan. I don't have the pigmentation. I wanted to fit in. What were other people doing? Smoking. What did I start do? Smoke. Why? Because I was anxious as all get out, and I wanted to make friends. So if I were to think about that, if I were to go back to age 15, I would remember that I really wanted friends because I felt anxious. I felt anxious without them. And that's what I really wanted to change. I wanted to change my social profile. But there I was, age 25, 10 years later, still smoking. And I don't think I was looking all that cool. And I had had bronchitis a few times at that point. And smoking was expensive, like three times more expensive than it was when I was 15. So I had to do something. And what I remember was I started with a heck of a lot of willpower. Honestly, I don't quite remember how I got through all that. But I do remember somebody telling me, smokers are extremely dehydrated. You should at least take on eight glasses of water a day. You know what? Something about that started to curb my cravings. I gave in to an idea I had never heard before, and I started to feel some sort of help inside of me that I could quit. I don't remember the fullness of the story, but I want to tell you, masterminds are kind of like that. You get new ideas There are ideas that you think, I could try this. I'm not going to die if I drink eight glasses of water a day. I'm actually doing something new and something away from my willpower. Why not give it a go? Now, you might think, well, do I have to have a habit, some sort of habit, if I join a mastermind? No, it could be anything at all. It's just something where you want to see change an upgrade, an up-level. You're excited about the idea that you could make an improvement. I want to encourage you to think about the idea that when you are open, you are really helping yourself move toward an action, a new action. I was remembering today while I was getting ready for this show that In my 20s, when I was pretty darn against the idea of self-development and self-help, it just sounded kind of, I don't know, sounded kind of negative to me. I stumbled across this book called The Road Less Traveled. And being someone who really likes poetry, I thought it would be about that. And it wasn't at all. It was about self-growth and commitment. And this thing I said, I don't want. 
But the author of it, M. Scott Peck, he went on to help me understand in this book that so much of what I really desired was on the road where I was stuck. That I was actually going to have to, just thinking about this metaphor of a road, I was going to have to get off the road that I was on, the road of bad habits, and take one that was less traveled, one that maybe I hadn't really been willing to try out until now. And let me tell you, coming back to some poetry, quoting Robert Frost here, that made all the difference. It made all the difference finding a new road. Looks like we got a caller. We got a caller, Eric? We do. We've got Kathy from Kirkland on the line. Oh, my rock star from last week. Kathy, you are live on KKNW. What would you like to talk about today? Yeah, I really like what you're talking about. You like what I'm talking about? I'm glad. Uh Wonderful. What's going on for you? So, uh, if you know what you want to change. If I know what I want to change, I need you to speak up a tiny bit for me. Yeah? Okay, so, I know what I want to change. Okay. And uh, it's not willpower. We need more than willpower. So, what is what would give one the drive to actually implement the change? Good, good. So you know what you want to change, and so far you've been using willpower, but what could we use to implement change instead? Did I get it right? Uh, in addition to willpower or as an alternative to willpower, because mm-hmm. it feels like it's a struggle. It is a to, struggle. To make the change. So how can we reset our mind and, and not see it as a difficult mountain to surmount? But like as a road less traveled, like you said. Yes, yes. Well, let's let's try to I call this unpacking, Kathy, where we we kinda take the the stuff we're carrying around with us, the thoughts we're carrying around with us, and we take a look at them. We kind of spread them out on the table just a little bit. So the area in your life where you'd like to see change, can you narrow it down to just a word or a sentence like like home life or work life or with my kids? Where's that area? For me? Yeah. Uh, home life. Home life. Okay. So sometimes when we're dealing with home life, we're dealing with other people. Is that your situation? Yeah. Yeah. And you know what I find is really tricky with other people is we have a really great idea and they don't think it's that great. Are you coming up against that? Yeah. 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 You know, when we try to make changes in our home life only with willpower, I don't know how quickly or how well they actually happen, but I can encourage you, if you write down the things you really want to say to other people in your home life, 
and you t- you start with I would really love. So I'll use me as an example, just in case your people are listening in the background, right? I'll use me as an example. If I really, really was in a situation in my home life and I wanted to see change, I might go to the people and say, you know, you guys, I really want us to spend more time together on the weekends. What do you say? What do you say we make this happen? I would start from something positive like that, as opposed to how I can make them, shape them, change them, regroup them, influence them. I would start with this invitation. How does that sound to you, Kathy? Yeah, I... Healthy. It makes them interested, for sure. Mm-hmm. It makes sense with just you and I, but you're already aware that there's going to be a little opposition, right? Yeah, but yeah. it keeps them interested. So, Say that again? It keeps them interested. Like, I really want us to spend time together. How do we do this? Right, right. And that's where we start. And sometimes we have to be the one to suggest what it is we want to do. Sometimes we have to be the one that accepts it didn't happen this weekend, but it just might next weekend. But we don't give up on the idea that this is so important to us. Do you know what I mean? We can easily be talked out of something when other people don't respond right away. But part of being in a mastermind group and working with other people is to find a new way to approach something and to have the commitment and the willingness to stick with the new idea for a little while and stay hopeful and use those new skills because... People that resist us don't open their door to change immediately. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time. Are you willing to let it take a little bit of time, Kathy? Yeah. Yeah. I'm so glad you wrote back today. I sent you a text. I'm going to send you a journal. Thank you. You are welcome. I want to invite you to call back anytime you want. I hope this serves you. And in addition to the 50% off I'm giving you to my workshops, if you find you would enjoy this mastermind course, you can use your discount code for that as well. Okay? Oh, thank you for that. You are welcome. I hope to talk to you again, Kathy. Take care, my friend. All right, you too. All right. Bye-bye now. All of a sudden, it's time for our next break. We're going to hear from our station, and we will be right back. Roxanne Watson is on a mission. Hello, how are you doing today? She wants more people to register as organ, eye, and tissue donors. Are you an organ donor? Yes, I am. Yay! 
My goal is to sign up the most people in the United States. <laughs> what drives her? Roxanne's own life was saved through the gift of a heart transplant made possible by an organ donor. I decided that day that I was going to devote myself to the cause of organ donation and signing people up and honoring my donor by doing that. Now she's back to health, and she's a powerful force, helping to save lives every day through her work. Imagine what you can make possible by leaving behind the gift of life. Eight people can be helped with the major organs, and up to 50 people can be helped with a little bit of everything. And when you think about it that way, that you could help that many people, it's amazing. It really is. Learn more and sign up as an organ, eye, and tissue donor. Go to organdonor.gov. A message from the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services, Health Resources and Services Administration. It's hard to keep track of all the health information that comes your way, but you still want to make the right decisions. Here's an easy one. Get tested for hepatitis C. It's a leading cause of liver cancer and often has no symptoms. People born from 1945 to 1965 are five times more likely to have hepatitis C. The good news is that now it can be cured. Talk with your doctor about getting a blood test for hepatitis C. Know for sure. A message from the CDC. Sweet strawberry icing. You're in goodwill and just past that vintage denim jacket you spot. Miniature donut earrings. You lean in. Ah, oh, that's the scent of shopping success. Because at Goodwill, every item you buy funds local job training and more. So bring home those donut earrings and bring home so much good to your community. Goodwill. Bring good home. Brought to you by Goodwill and the Ad Council. Broaden your horizons. You'll be amazed at all the topics we cover on Alternative Talk 1150. Welcome back. If you are just turning, tu, 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 tuning in. <laughs> I was saying turning in like a nap. Tuning in. This is Story You Talk Radio, and I am your tongue-tangled host, Coach Debbie. And I am here talking to you about the notion of a mastermind. A mastermind group gets together to go over that question that's really on your mind about change, to offer you new perspective, to help you find new action you can take, and to give you that support, to give you that reassurance that your willingness will make a difference. We just spoke with Kathy in Kirkland. Thank you so much for calling in, where she was an example of someone that wants to see some change in an area of her life, but is aware that willpower is not going to be enough. And in my experience, willpower often did not bring forward the, I'm going to use the word ethic, the, the treatment that I wanted to bear. So if you think about this idea that my coach Robert Holden taught me that we can get caught up in the notion of working hard or we can be in a notion about succeeding well. He calls it work ethic or success, success ethics. But I, I like to think about the idea that when I'm sort of out of alignment, I'm usually working really hard at something. But when I get my groove again, I'm usually feeling success 
because I'm working well with something. Not hard, but well. So often what I'm doing is I'm working hard at offering more effort. I'm just going to try harder, try harder, try harder. Like I said with that first thing, you know, if, if you've got a habit going on, like a, a smoking habit, any habit at all, where you feel like this should change, you're usually giving it effort. I got to do this differently. Do it, do it, do it, do it differently. But if you were to change and think more about your success, how might I experience the success of knowing I have done well? You would then probably be more results focused. So you might be thinking, gosh, if I got away from the habit of smoking cigarettes, uh, my, my basketball game would improve. I could swim more laps. I could go to more events. You know, there's a lot of events I'd like to go to where they don't allow smoking and I can't make that happen. I actually knew someone who stopped flying. I mean, just had absolutely nothing to do with airlines because the stress that flying brought up and the fact that you could no longer smoke on an airline was too much. So he drove. If he wanted to go somewhere, he'd drive. And if there was water in between, he couldn't go. That's, that's a result. That's, that's him saying, you know what? I'm, I'm going to stay stuck instead of looking at the great results I could get. Another thing sometimes we do is we think, maybe I just haven't done enough. I could see how Kathy might think that. Maybe I just haven't done enough to affect change. I've certainly thought this, so I'll just do more. I'll get into that high-powered work ethic of, I'll do more, I'll do more, I'll do more. But actually, we really start to see results when we think about the value. Instead of doing more, how might you experience higher value? So for example, I've been working on a writing project and I had thought maybe what I need to do is interview more and more people. We just don't have enough perspective for this project. I'll do more. I'll record more. I'll find more people. I'll do more research. More, 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 more. But then it occurred to me, maybe I could shift the question around and think about what is really going to bring value to this book. And it wasn't that I needed to do more, do more research, find more people. It's that the stuff we had already looked into and that we were already writing about needed some depth. We were kind of skimming across the surface in ways. And those topics that were laid out really required going just a bit deeper, a little more value, a little more invitation and inspiration for the readers that are going to pick up this book. It's not that we needed to hear from 20 more researchers. It's that the ones we had heard of, we needed to offer a little more depth about what they were saying. 
because that added value, not because we needed more quantity, we needed more quality. We had to get off of the superficial level and get into more deep waters. Finally, one area where you might think, I've got to just really go for it here, is that area of what we call sweat equity. (laughs) I love this term. It's not mine. I don't know where I first heard it. But it's often for the athlete or the person that is maybe even, oh, taking on a mastermind class because it's time to do a reno or they're reinventing their career. And so they're willing to sweat and push and do what we hear called crush it until they make it. Well, you might get a little tired. You might actually find more value, more success, if you look for ways to be more inspired. Instead of sweating through it all, what would really inspire you to reach the finish line that you're after? For so many of the people I work with, they are writing. They are building a blog. They're, they're starting a column in a newspaper. They are finding their way, submitting articles, or even writing a book. And if they lose track of their inspiration... Wow, the sweat begins of how am I going to get to the end? How am I going to deal with the editing process? How am I going to find a publisher? When is this thing going to be done? That desperation starts to come out. But really, the reason it's there is because at that moment, they're not really tapping into their inspiration Sometimes what used to inspire them to write is starting to feel old. You know, a mastermind class can bring you back to what really inspires you right now. Maybe what you were posting in your blog a few months ago isn't what you really want to be working on now. Maybe you're afraid you'd have to change your entire brand. But a mastermind class can help you see where your inspiration right now is really tapped into that root that got you going on your blog in the first place. We, as your mastermind uh, contributors and collaborators, we are there to help you find a new perspective and to really allow you to lay down that willpower And pick up your willingness. It's really a willingness that allows you to move forward. I want to just give you a tiny little glimpse here of what Joseph Campbell called the hero's journey. And if you have followed my website for some time, you probably a long time ago saw what I am trying to coin as the heroine's journey. And what I mean by that is the feminine energy of Joseph Campbell's model of the hero's journey. So it's that way that we willingly walk with our yin energy through that 12-step journey. 
I'm going to synthesize that journey in the interest of time down to three major steps. If you want to know more about this, if you're ready for making a big change, I encourage you to take a look at my website, www.coachdebbie.com. And if you want, get on a coaching call with me. I do charge $59 for the call, but if you go on to any of my services, we credit that money right back to you. Three areas that we really dive into in my masterminds is this idea of the ordinary world or the departure. Leaving behind this idea that you've gotten comfy, that you know your life really well, and in order to succeed, you're going to have to leave behind just for a little while some ideas that they're keeping you stuck. They're not really serving you. And you're going to have to be a little bit brave. But you're going to have your people with you. The next idea we look at is this initiation. Again, bridging together your question with action initiating you into taking new action and seeing things from a new perspective so you can get unstuck, so you can do something different, so you can start to release what might be a habit. And finally, the last phase is called the return with the elixir. Think of the elixir as the magic potion you have stumbled on. It's that thing that is now saving you. It's helping you. And if you really, really, really tap into it, you're going to find a deeper purpose for yourself than just working with inquiry. You're actually going to find a way to use that to help people beyond yourself. Mastermind programs get into those phases because I love the hero's journey. I go deep into them. I always support you. I don't leave you out there by yourself to figure it out. And it really, it's your willingness to go on this journey that helps you find value and make a success out of that initial inquiry question. I hope this has served you. I really look forward to making connection with you. You can always send me an email, debby at coachdebbie.com. Until next Thursday, when we talk more about the hero's journey, namaste, my friends. Mm-hmm.